to Sugar Coated. I'm your host, Adrian Garland, the CEO and founder of She Leads Media. For far too long, women have been conditioned to sugarcoat their words, their actions, and the way they show up in the world, and to conform to certain cultural norms and ideals. This is inherently designed to keep those who are outside of the norm from gaining power, prestige, wealth, and influence preventing more women from being recognized and respected as the powerful leaders that we truly are. Join me each week as we dive into raw conversations with remarkable, uncompromising, and inspirational women that will encourage you to strip away your sugar coating and move boldly in the direction of your magnificent dreams. Hi, everybody. This is Adrienne Garland, and welcome to Sugar Coated. Today, I will be speaking with Yuri Chu Su, and it is her second appearance on the Sugar Coated podcast. And the reason that I wanted to do this as we dive into 2023 is that Yuri has been on a journey uh, through a program called Remote Year. And she shares a lot about uh, what her journey has meant to her, uh, what she has learned over 2022, and what she hopes to achieve and accomplish uh, and sort of bring into her life in 2023. So I just thought that this would be an excellent episode to kick off 2023, and I hope that you enjoy it. Listen in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sugar Coated. I am thrilled to be welcoming back Yuri Chu Su. And the reason that we are welcoming her back to the Sugar Coated podcast today is because Yuri is on a journey of sorts. She is in her fourth month of a program that she joined uh, called Remote Year. And we wanted to bring Yuri back on because I have been following her around, living vicariously through her on her different adventures and in different countries through this program that she's in called Remote Year. So Yuri is in her fourth month of the program. So she's one third of the way through. And we wanted to get back on and kind of explore some of the things that she has learned about the world and about herself on this journey. So welcome back. And actually, Yuri, I think you're the only one so far that has been welcome back. So you are uh, unique in that way and in a lot of ways as well. But uh, you are coming back to give us a little insight on what what it's like and what you have experienced so far and what you uh, hope to experience going forward. So let's just kind of dive in. Where are you right now? Hi, Adrian. It is a pleasure to be back. I am so excited to answer your question. Currently, I am in Cape Town, South Africa. Beautiful. Yes. And you would never know, right? Because it looks like yeah. we are in the same spot with our white brick walls and our, our gray walls behind yeah. us. So you literally could be in the room next to me, yeah. which would be fun. <laughs> So you're in Cape Town and you are, you know, this is the end of December, 2022. Uh, so in a lot of ways, you're wrapping up the this incredible year that you've had as a digital nomad, mm-hmm. first on your own and now mm-hmm. as part of this program. 
So you're, you're sort of at the end of something, but you're mm-hmm. sort of in the middle, mm-hmm. right, of something else. Yes. So just uh, practically, so from Cape Town, you go where next? Yes. Yeah, so next we head out to Asia. So we'll start in Vietnam in January. We'll be in Thailand in February, Indonesia and Bali in March, then Osaka, Japan. And that will be a four month journey in Asia. Wow. That is, that's a dream. That is a dream come true. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. So we begun in Europe and now we're in Africa. So I guess the 12 month journey begun in split Croatia, then Valencia, Spain, Lisbon, Portugal, then Cape Town, South Africa. Then the next four I just mentioned. After that will be in Lima, Peru, which is incredibly surreal because that is actually my hometown. So that's going to be pretty wild to be there with the group as well as see my childhood friends and even family that I have there. Then we go to Florianopolis, Brazil, and then Medellin, Colombia, and then Mexico City, Mexico to end off a 12-month journey. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so so far, right, you're you're very much in the beginning stages mm-hmm. of this and you have so much more to go. Mm-hmm. What has been the thing that you have, I guess, realized in these last couple of months? And that could be about yourself, about the world, about people, Mm. anything. Yeah, that's definitely a big question. One of the biggest things I have learned is how many triggers I have. (laughs) Interestingly enough, (laughs) traveling so much and being exposed to so many people in different cultures, different environments, and not having the comfort of home or routines, Mm. I definitely realize how many things can make me uncomfortable and how many things can like Mm. tip me off my balance points. So yes, traveling is incredible and I'm doing an incredible journey, but it hasn't been easy along the way. And there's been so much growth and learning. And I believe that all growth stems from some sort of discomfort. And that has been, Mm. that has helped me realize how many things can trigger me, which has been really interesting. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) So in the spirit of sugarcoating, Uh let's dive into that a little bit. So, right, because I think, I think when people hear uh, about other people's, you know, real experiences and what are the things that that trigger them, sometimes they might not feel as, you know, alone or as Mm. much like, oh God, I'm I'm a jerk, right? Mm. Um, So, you know, as, as much as you feel comfortable sharing, Mm -hmm. you know, what are some of those things that Mm -hmm. have triggered you? Yeah. So off the bat, I realized that I'm a lot more introverted than I thought I was. I think the pandemic for many of us gave us a lot of time with ourselves. And that made me really used to having a lot of time to myself. So now being immersed with all these people, all these activities, your calendar blowing up with invitations and learning when to say no and dealing Mm -hmm. with FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out and recognizing that I need my alone time. I need to recharge Mm. and it's okay to say no. Um, One of the things that they told us really early on, probably on our first, our first day was to embrace JOMO, which is the joy of missing out. (laughs) Hmm, Interesting. Yeah, so that's been a new concept 
that I've had to learn to embrace is that it's okay if I miss out on some things. Um, I'm ra- I'd much rather spend the time to recharge and and then come back into the group when I'm when my cup is full instead of depleting myself yeah. just to experience something because there's an overwhelming amount of things to do in this journey. And it's a really interesting challenge because mm. it's hard to relate to others. <laughs> um, I've traveled for mm. you know quite a bit, so I have experienced that, but I haven't traveled quite like this where there's just a buffet of things to do. And wow. it's, it's really a marathon. It's a 12 month journey. And I have found myself, you know, burning out or, you know, just stretching myself too thin. So just recognizing that I, I have an introverted side of me and that's okay. So that yeah. has helped me accept myself better. <laughs> huh. Yeah. And was that, was that something about yourself that you didn't know? Cause I, you know, I just knowing you, I, I felt like you knew that you were somewhat of an introvert. Did this just kind of solidify that for you? Yeah, I think after the pandemic, I traveled, but I did solo travels. So this is mm. more of a group dynamic and environment. And I do love that aspect, mm. but I yeah quickly realized that it trained me more than, I re- than it had before. So yeah. I think I always had an introverted side of me, but this just really reflected that to me. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. I, I, you probably won't think this about me, but I too am introverted. And I, I was very much, you know, growing up, even though I always wanted to be around friends and, and all of that, I was, I think, more comfortable in situations where it was, you know, me and my friends or me and two friends or something like that, the, the small group. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of pressure um, and there's a lot of energy mm-hmm. that comes at you when you are in a, a group mm-hmm. and it's, in a lot of ways why when I was kind of growing up and even in college and everything that I did not want to join groups. Mm. I didn't want to join a sorority. I didn't want to, I didn't want any of that because there is a a lot of energy that you have to maintain Mm -hmm. in order to kind of be on, right? Because you never know who's kind of like looking at you or judging you Mm -hmm. or, or all of that. I was very much anti- you know, group or anti-joining anything. And it's kind of ironic that I started my own group because I'm I'm not a fan of, of doing things like that. Mm-hmm. And you hear this a, a lot from, you know, people that are in maybe like events or, or if they're in the public, there is this putting yourself out there yeah. in doses, yes. but then retreating, mm-hmm. right? Recharging. Don't talk to me. <laughs> And recharging. (laughs) Absolutely. Whenever I go on vacation with my family, my husband, who is in the construction industry and he, you know, works with guys all the time, my husband likes to hang out in the pool and like talk to random people. And I separate myself Mm. from him because I just don't want to connect Mm. with anyone. Mm. I just want to like read my book, (laughs) you know? Mm. So I, it can come across as being standoffish. Mm. But if you can embrace the fact that, you know, this is what you need, like you said, in order to recharge so you can go back out there, I I think that's a a great learning. Mm -hmm. And isn't that what traveling is all about too? Because wherever you go, there you are. Yes. I love that quote. 
Yes, absolutely. And traveling just exposes you to so many different scenarios, different environments, different people. And it's such an invitation to just get to know yourself so much deeper, so much deeper. And another thing I wanted to bring up is that I quickly realized being in this journey that being in a group setting, the conversations are different than when you have a more intimate group. Mm. The conversations with a larger group are more about, you know, the present or fun things. What are you doing? More surface level conversations. And I quickly realized that those drain me quite fast. I'm the kind of person Mm -hmm. where something like this, where you and I are just talking about real topics, the deep topics, raw, unfiltered, that actually energizes me. That actually... Me too. (laughs) Definitely. I mean, I'm not surprised since this is your podcast. <laughs> so those conversations, the deeper questions, the the truths, right? Those are the ones that I actually love to explore. So yes, I do mm. have an introverted side of me, but with the right people, I am such an extrovert. So I'm actually, I think they call it an ambivert, where you can just kind of go yeah. both ways. So just recognizing yep. that with different people, different dynamics a different side of me opens up or a different side of me closes mm. down. And that right. was a big learning quite early on. And I'm still, you know, every day is a learning, but just recognizing that with some people, the conversation is takes a different life of itself. And other times it's just more mm-hmm. surface level and that's okay sometimes, but my preferred cup is the one that gets deep. So like, how has that, beside you understanding that about yourself, how has that helped or hurt you when it comes to sort of building relationships with these new people that are coming in and out of the program all the time? Well, so to give a bit more context, I have a core group of 27, including me, who travel with me. We are the the Yuri program, <laughs> and we'll get to the name a, a bit yeah. in a bit. But yeah, that's my core group. But every month, there's been different mixes of people coming in. So we'll have one month programs. So people will come in for just that one city. Two months out of the last four, there were, we cross over other journeys. So there are journeys that are mm-hmm. traveling all over the world in different you know stages, and we cross over a different one in Spain and in Lisbon. So those added in new energies. But to answer your question, yeah, I guess just recognizing that some people are more comfortable opening up and being more vulnerable and talking about deeper topics and others, it's just not their preferred way of connecting. And that has taken Mm me, you know, months to really, really get that from everybody Um, and just trial and error, trial and error and just seeing what people um, react to or what or their energy, reading their energy when I'm around as well, right? So it's a lot of, Mm. I I say this because somebody said this on the first day that this is actually a social experiment and it really is. Yeah. It is quite fascinating. Yeah. Has there, I just, I kind of am thinking like if I put myself in your shoes, Mm -hmm. right? And your suitcase, (laughs) what would I do? How would I be? How would I behave? And I, I, think sometimes that I go for comfort. Mm -hmm. So like finding someone in the program that I could kind of like pair up with or partner Mm -hmm. up with, 
almost like a home base yeah. and, you know, and then you can go venture out. Have you, have, has that happened with question. you? Like, do you have like a, yeah. I love this question because we were just watching a movie before this. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he's taken, so no, don't make assumptions. <laughs> but he's definitely, okay. definitely my best friend in the group. And we, from the, our first conversation, we connected. Our second one, really, we opened up like that. It was so instant. And wow. ever since then, we have just built this beautiful, beautiful friendship. And we, and wow. he's definitely my rock, my safety in this group. And I think really early on, like yeah. our really our very first one on one hangout, we called each other lobsters. Like we're each other's lobsters, like we're <laughs> friends. <laughs> and yeah, we're pretty. Uh, we are pretty close. We are actually rooming together this month, which has been wildly wow. just amazing. We've experienced so much together. And we have, yeah, just really developed a, a very special bond. So I'm so grateful to have him so nice. as just exactly what you said, a home base. Because with him, yeah. I feel so home at base. home yeah. and so safe. Safety is so important for me. And I realized that quickly. And without, mm. when he's not around sometimes, I sometimes don't feel safe. So I definitely see how yeah. my energy is different. But when he's there, it's like, okay, he's got me. And he's had me in many yeah. ways, so... I definitely appreciate him a lot. That's so, that is so amazing. And I, I, like, I, I could see myself needing that as well, but also being able to kind of like venture out and do things and then, you know, coming back and saying, oh, this is what I did today. Yeah. Right. I just love that. I, I, I do think like, even in the corporate world, I always sort of had my, you know, Your my person. business yeah my business bffs you know yeah. yeah no matter what and i i think that that's so important and i think just from like a social perspective now my question to you too is you on this it's not like you're flitting around the world you're working yeah. too Absolutely. so you're having to balance mm. this working and and paying for this experience that you're mm -hmm. on in addition to exploring who you are, exploring these different cities, absorbing everything. You don't want to be in this beautiful mm -hmm. place and just working mm. the whole entire time. So how are you kind of balancing that? Yeah. Thank you for that question. Definitely. It is a challenge because like I said, you are, you have a buffet of things to do, people to talk to, things to see and I have commitments. I have commitments to my clients, personal goals and such. So just being diligent about my goals, using my calendar a lot, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, blocking out time for things that are important to me, uh, which is a, definitely a challenge. But what I will say is that remote year, the way that they structure their programs is that they always give you a co-working space which you can access 24 seven mm -hmm. with reliable Wi-Fi, So you always have a place that you can quietly get some work done. And I really enjoy that mm -hmm. aspect. For example, in our co-working yeah. space here, we have a great, great space. That's, it feels like a startup office, like really fun, mm -hmm. just really fun energy on top of a market by the water. Like it is beautiful and funny enough wow. from the view of the co-working space, I can see the mountains and boats and the PwC building in Cape Town. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so that was quite quite an experience. But um, to answer your question, 
having that really helps um, stay focused and disciplined and also knowing that not everybody, but most people on the program have jobs, have commitments, have mm -hmm. their nine to fives or their own businesses, then you're not alone. You're not the only one who has to work. You know, you see other people who are yeah. grinding and, and getting their work done and it encourages you to do yours as well. And yeah, I guess obviously funding the program, <laughs> that is a responsibility that we all have. But yeah, I think just the fact that I'm not alone in this journey is a huge thing for me. Mm. Now, do they help? Just a question about the program. Do they do any type of like classes or workshops that help with business building? So it's not all just travel culture fun, mm. right? You have to work. It, it makes it possible almost yeah. to do the program. So what kind of support and resources do they provide? It's a bit limited, I will say. So we do have some, mm -hmm. you know, activities where we introduce ourselves and we share what skills we have and what we want to learn. But the next step beyond that is on, on you. They don't really host workshops mm -hmm. or skill shares, but that's a great idea. I think that's actually something yeah. that Emilia is missing, which I love. Yeah. I love skill sharing and workshops, but they really leave that up to us. They leave that up to the participants mm. to do and to kind of like create on our own figure, yeah, it, figure out. it out essentially yeah so that hasn't quite happened in our program but you have just definitely planted a seed in me so next time we check nice. in we'll see what i have done with that yeah maybe you can pilot a program or, or something. something or even start like your own little cohort within the cohort you know definitely definitely that would be very cool so what's like one of the let, let's do a like uh happy moment, scary moment thing, okay. right? So like, what was one of your like happiest, most free moments from, you know, when you started to sitting here right now today? Happiest free. Mm, the one that comes to mind is one that happened, I guess, four days ago on Christmas. It was oh. a very different Christmas for all of us. We were all here together, obviously without our families or home. And uh, someone from our group, um, God bless her, she organized an Olympics, a beer Olympics. But you didn't have to drink. You did not have to drink. <laughs> but she really, uh, Sam, went all out for this. And a bunch of us, there were seven teams, I think, four in each team, 28 of us, all picked a country that we represented from our journey. We all dressed up in those country colors. And we had a oh, whole wow. 10 activity uh, Olympics kind of game. And... It was so nice to spend Christmas in this way with this new family I've created and uh, here. Yeah. And there was a real camaraderie and just laughing. And and yeah, I felt a lot of love in that in that event. I, I could wow. see all the friendships, yeah. like really deep friendships. And it's really mm. special to now be four months into this journey and to have this yeah, in a, in a way, we are a family, you know, there isn't many experiences like this. And we can all relate yeah. to each other in some way. So that was and actually me and Max were randomly generated in the same team. And we represented Peru, mm. my home country, and we won, oh. which was so, so <laughs> fun. You did. It was really fun. Of course you so, won. <laughs> so we had a lot of fun. It was I was so happy that I was there with my friends and with Peru. It was just really special. There's something really special about it. So that was the oh highlight. God. 
That is amazing. Of course you won. <laughs> I, I don't expect anything less from you. That's so I great. Especially it's so funny because you know you shared when when you when we were first talking that the the program that is actually called your name, which is so yeah. bizarre. So the name of the program, yeah. the cohort you're in, yeah. is called Yuri, and your name is Yuri. Yeah. That's bizarre, and you didn't know that going no, in. I did know this going in. So the actual oh, context okay. of this is that I was going to do a fourth month journey in Asia with remote ear, and the day I was going to go on a call with them to pay my deposit. I was scrolling on the website and I was scrolling all the way down and the last journey I see says Yuri journey. And I screamed the scream I've never screamed. <laughs> and I clicked into it and it said all the, the list of all the, all the cities and it said half the most transformative year on Yuri. No joke. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, if that ain't a sign. I mean, and it's hilarious because obviously people know of me, <laughs> right? In some in some way, like when I first met the group, people were like, oh, you're Yuri, oh, okay. Like that's because, I mean, you know, it's quite a story, Yeah. but it's hilarious. Like the first, I think the first walking tour we had, the city manager, she goes, Yuri, to the, to the group. And I kid you not, <laughs> I turned around so like, alerted. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to get yeah. used to this. Like it's, it's not just yeah. me anymore, but... Yeah, I see my name everywhere mm. in all ways. I actually have a notes, uh, a note on my phone of all the ways I've seen my name be used, and I think I'm up to like thirty, probably. Wow! <laughs> and it's really funny. Yeah, I. It's a story I will never fully believe, but yet it is my life right now, which is quite crazy. You know, it's so interesting too because it's. I like that you're keeping track of all the different mm. ways that Yuri is being showcased mm. because it can, you know, parallel your life, right? We're not just one thing. Wow, that is very profound. And, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, sometimes too, the place mm. shapes who mm -hmm. we are, what we do and, and uncovers, you know, part of ourselves that we might not have mm. been able to, you know, find unless we were there, unless we were put into those situations, unless we were triggered mm. in a good or, you know, a, a maybe not, not so good of a way. But I think that in all of it, there are a lot of lessons and it's so incredible that you're able to do this at this point in mm. your life. And, you know, you're just very much in it. And, you know, who knows what it's going to lead to. It might not lead to anything except just this incredible experience that you've had in your life, mm. which I think is, it's all, it's all good. Mm. Uh, what so far has been maybe the scariest moment for you? I wouldn't call it scary. I'll call it dark. I definitely had mm. dark moments. Probably about a month and a half ago, I would say our last month was in Lisbon. And I just didn't connect mm -hmm. with Lisbon. And I definitely recognize that I need some specific elements to really feel alive. Like the sun is really important mm. for me. And where we were staying was just mm. a small place without any sunlight. It rained a lot. The area just wasn't uh, an area that you really thrive in. And that really took mm. an effect on my mental health, I will say. And I was also going mm. through a lot of personal 
struggles. I was feeling disconnected mm. with the group and that mm. I kind of spiraled. So I yeah. questioned a lot, if not everything. Yeah. And when you're away from home, it's you're on your own, right? And it was a time too where I was mm. traveling quite a lot within the travels. So that was really difficult on my body, on my mind, on my spirits and not having the people in my group that I could really open up to about the dark, dark things was challenging. Mm -hmm. So Mm. that was really difficult, I will say. But at the same time, it allowed me to really ask myself what I can learn from that experience, who I want to be from that, and really grow from it. There was a lot of discomfort there, but Mm. also a lot of growth. And I'm happy to say that I'm out of that dark phase. I feel so much more mm-hmm. alive and that I have really up-leveled in many ways. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, my mindset. And like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like, what does that mean? Yeah, because we use words sometimes, like even, you know, dark growth, you know, and it's, you know, what are you talking about? That's a great question. <laughs> what am I really talking about? I think if I were to distill it, to the core essence of it is the power of the thoughts, the power of my thoughts. Mm. And what am I really focusing on? Am I focusing on what Mm. I don't have? Am I focusing on what I wish Mm. I had, the past, what's bringing me down? Am I giving attention to those endless thoughts that will honestly never stop, that will always fill you with doubt, with regret, with anxiety, or in my presence in this moment right now speaking to you embracing right now what I have and it ultimately comes down to that for me at least I definitely recognize that for a period of like six weeks in the program I was just focusing a lot on what I wish this was what I wish this experience was what I wish Mm. the group was what I wish I was in the group Mm. And I was really going down this dark path. That's when, wow. yeah, it got really dark for me at some point because I recognized that a lot of triggers of mine came from like university years or corporate life world, mm. uh, corp- PNC yes. years. Oh, God. And, yeah. and then I'm really critical of myself. So I judged myself like, why am I still thinking about this? How am I not over this? Oh, I know. Why, why oh, am I God. reminiscing on this that happened 10 years ago? And yeah. then those voices became really dark and then blah, 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 blah. Mm. Right? So, God. yeah, it was like this dark hole that I was digging a grave into. I mean, it's, yeah, so I that sounds, but. Well, I think so many mm. people can relate to that. And I think that that is maybe what our mind is supposed to do. Mm. I, I've, I've listened to a lot of different other, you know, podcasts and things like that. And just even with yoga, it's like your mind, when they talk about meditation, mm-hmm. right, it's not about quieting and, and not allowing thoughts mm-hmm. to come. One of the things I heard the other day, and I don't know where I heard this, but I thought to myself, damn it, that, that just makes so much sense. You know, even when you're meditating, you're kidneys are are working your blood is flowing it's the the your organs are doing the things that they were designed to mm. do your mind is an organ and it's doing the thing it was designed to mm. do so you're not going to stop your blood from flowing mm. 
right? So you're not going to stop your mind from doing the things mm-hmm. that it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So in that knowledge, mm-hmm. right, is is can come peace because you don't want to stop your mind actually, mm-hmm. right? But you, you're not focused on your blood going through your mm-hmm. veins. So in the same way, if you can kind of take the focus off the, the organ, right. if you will, but I think so many of us do exactly what you described. It's like we rewind the tape of our mind and we play back like, it's so stupid. It's like words we said, things we did, like, and then there's so much shame so much around shame. it. Like, holy, oh, you're like, I am a fucking idiot. <laughs> Why did I say this 10 <laughs> years ago about this, blah, 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 or or such? Like, we have such a yeah. record of all these moments that we messed up right and what ultimately is happening is that our mind are ultimately just trying to protect us our reptilian minds are trying to protect us and not cause us harm but the irony is that us thinking that and engaging in those thoughts is the harm that's causing that that we are being caused right now right and accepting that that's part of the human experience that no matter what we do we will not shut our brains up (laughs) but it's more about what are we choosing to focus on and as we're talking about this the last book that i heard that i just recently finished is by michael a singer called the surrender experiments and i have followed Mm -hmm. his work for a while and that book i will recommend to everybody and he noticed that very quickly very early on actually that our minds never shut up it's like having, as he says, mm-hmm. it's like having an annoying roommate. They will never shut up, right? <laughs> and he realized that we are not our thoughts. We are actually the awareness of our thoughts. So we are not the thought mm. itself. We are the thinker behind the thought. So imagine being in a mm. cinema, in a theater, in the screen, what's playing on the screen, all those images are your thoughts. They come on the screen and they go, yeah. they come on the screen and they go. But you as a watcher, you are actually the one watching the thoughts. If the screen is, if it's raining on the screen, are you wet? No. If, it, if there's right. fire yeah. on the screen, are you burning? No. So we always have a space between the thoughts. And it's in that space mm. where you find the peace and you find the actual redirection of your mind. And that is a mm. daily practice. It's, it's a muscle that you have to build. And I've spent many years yeah. building that. And this dark face that I just brought up was like an ultimate test. And for a little bit, I lost my footing, but thank God I got it back. How did you get it back? Like, did you just wake up one day and you're like, okay, I'm done with this crap. (laughs) I love this question because what I did actually was, and thank you to my friend, Lily. She invited me and who you met, you met Lily. Yes. yes, At your conference, you met Lady Wiggle. (laughs) And she invited me onto this week long meditation retreat a virtual meditation Mm. retreat. Mm. And I had been Mm. curious about deepening my meditation practice and doing a one hour meditation. And this retreat was a commitment of seven days straight doing at least one hour of meditation and along other things with this group Um, for no money at all. It was just for the enlightenment of us. And it mm-hmm. really deepened my, my, not just my spiritual connection, but 
my love for myself. I was able to really process things. And when you're sitting with your thoughts and nothing else for one hour, you will have some sort mm. of experience that will change you or impact you in some way. And I continuously had those over and over and over. And I will say that after that, I do feel like I up-leveled and I let go of so much that I was holding on. Wow. Yeah. It's just, it's so crazy. Like the situations that we're in and the things that we do, they like take up residence in our, in our bodies and in our minds. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, I don't know. It, I have definitely struggled with a, a lot of that and just kind of feeling like rewinding back, going through those things. And sometimes I literally have to look at myself in the mirror and say, stop it. Yes. Like, stop it. Yes. Because, I mean, it's just so nonproductive. It's things that happened 10, 20 years ago yes. that have no bearing on on where we are right now. I, I think so many of these lessons too can be applied to business. Mm. You know, there's a lot of people that are, that listen to this podcast that are, you know, entrepreneurs. And I always say that it's like, as entrepreneurs, we bring ourselves into our business. 100%. There's no getting away. There's no getting away. So and when I, teach at NYU, the first thing that I have uh, the students do is I have them do this exercise about like who they are Mm. and they are, you know, they're little like, what is this, a psychology class? And the reason I have them do it is because I say who you are shows up in your business. And if you don't know who you are, you're going to sabotage yourself. Mm -hmm. There's going to be things that come up Mm -hmm. that are going to prevent you from achieving your goals, right? Mm. So you have to get to know yourself. And sometimes, you know, that's really, really difficult to do because sometimes we don't want to look, you know, Mm. we we don't want to see, but there's this I don't know, there's this balance too, right? We need to see it so that we can let it go. We, yes. if we, if when we push it down and say, forget it, like oh, who cares? It was, it was 10 years ago. No, absolutely. Right? That, there's that a comes saying, right back right? up and slaps you in the face. Oh, <laughs> so hard. Like if you don't, first of all, if you don't accept what happened, it will just keep coming back. The second thing yeah. is that if you shame yourself, judge yourself, it's just gonna, it's almost adding fuel to the fire. So yeah. one thing I actually started doing is if something triggers me and it's an uncomfortable feeling, I will sit yeah. with it and feel it into my body because our body does keep the score. There is no healing yeah. that does not involve the body truly. Mm. And if the pain that discomfort wants to get bigger, I allow it. Okay. Okay. It's going to get bigger. It's going to feel uncomfortable. But once you allow that, it will help the energy pass through you. It's when you resist Mm. it, when you judge it and you shame it, that you're actually just bottling it up and it's going to come back. Maybe not this time, maybe in a week, a year, 10 years. But when you really feel into it and accept the fact that this is your reality and that this happened, Mm. you cannot change that and you're choosing to move on from it, then that will allow the energy to move through you. And that's when really heal can happen. 
That's amazing. Do you think that you would have been able to kind of be in the place where you're at now, not the physical location, but like the place that you are in your mind and in your body, had you not gone on this journey? Because you, there was something about, you know, traveling that was, you know, sparked your attention. It's why you did it on your own. And then you, you must've said, well, I, I want community, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be doing this on my own anymore. Right. Do, do you, or do you think that, nope, this was going to happen no matter what, because this is, this is my journey. This is what I needed in order to get where I am. Yeah. In many ways, I feel like I've been calling in this into my life and mm. Um, I definitely recognize that. And I think I mentioned this in our previous episode is that thank God I've done quite a bit of work on myself that I have the tools to navigate these different triggers or different situations. Because had I done this younger, I think I would have struggled a lot more. Mm. I'm at an age where I have done yeah a lot of work on myself that I, to answer your question that you asked your students, who are you? I, I have a really strong sense of who I am. Right. Mm. So that really does help when you are on your own in some sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there, I know that part of this is, you know, an experience. Part of it is getting to know yourself. Do you have some type of like ultimate goal, like at the end of this, or or even a thought, like at the end of this program, if, a, B, C, D, yeah. then, you know, it'll all be worth it. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and I will use this opportunity to speak into existence since I believe so much into that. We got asked this question the very first day. It's what are you hoping to get out of this experience? And most of the group said mm-hmm. the things that you would expect, you know, traveling, bucket list, adventure. But when it came to me, I said, I would love to find love. I would love to find a partner, Mm. a romantic partner, someone who I can enjoy this incredible life with. And it's cute because my group will kind of check in on me and be like, how's that going? You know, that was your goal. And are you dating? Are you on the apps? (laughs) And so far it hasn't accomplished yet, but you know, only a third of the way through and I'm hopeful. And I do believe that something will spark throughout this journey, but there have been people in the program. My best friend here, Max found love. And I'm now really close with his girlfriend. And my other really good friend also now has a girlfriend. And now we're all, you know, great friends. And my friend Tamara, who I'm hiking, I'm doing a hike with, she also, in a way, found somebody. So it's possible. It's all around me. I'm very hopeful. Wow. Um, Okay. Yeah. Another goal is to find somewhere along the journey where I could consider having a home base. So I'm having, it's like a buffet of, yeah, the buffet of the world. I'm going to 12 countries in 12 months. And where could I see myself having some sort of home base? And so mm. far, Cape Town, definitely up there for sure. Cape really? T- yes. Cape Town and Bali, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I Bali, Bali, I've been there, but Cape Town, I had heard such good things about it. And I keep saying it. I, I said it yesterday. It, this city keeps impressing me continuously 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 it keeps impressing me so Mm. that's a really good really good feeling it's so funny you just said it it's so interesting you are definitely someone that you like to be impressed (laughs) like when some 
I can tell when there's something that you're like, oh, I didn't know that. Tell me more, right? Like, oh, that is, it's funny. It's almost like you're, it's what you're, you're searching for. Like, impress me. Like, like challenge me, impress me, show me something different. Show me something new, you know, evoke feelings out of me. And I love that you said this. And what's coming up to my mind right now is I recently uh, was spending some time with a new friend I made here. And we were just bonding over music as we did the first time that we met, just really digging deep into music. And he showed me uh, his new album or his old album, sorry. And he named his songs words that capture feelings that we Mm. can't always express. And I just Mm. thought the idea of that was so impressive (laughs) that it really, it really (laughs) took me somewhere. And I love that experience. So yes, I love being impressed. Absolutely. Gosh. Yeah. That's funny. I wonder, (laughs) I wonder where that comes from. Um, You know, I wanted to like rewind pretty far back. So you, you know, listen, your family, you know, moved from Peru to, to Canada. So there's, there's that in your DNA, right? Looking for the the place to, to be. You had a pretty traditional background. It's not like you were traveling all over the world since the age of five or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like you went to school, did all the things, like got the job. Mm-hmm. So that whole entire time, is that what you wanted or were you always like, I'm doing this, but this isn't me. I need to get out. Mm, great question. Yeah. I think early on I felt a disconnect with where I was. Mm. So mm. I've lived in Toronto for over 20 years. When I moved to Toronto from Canada, oh, sorry, from Peru to Toronto, I was nine. And in my teenage years I didn't feel that but as I got older I did feel like something was missing something was missing Mm -hmm. like I'm not fully happy here I'm not fully happy here and then I started traveling real traveling when I graduated university and then I got a taste of the world and I was like okay Mm -hmm. it's not here but then I couldn't leave Mm -hmm. truly until I you know I worked in PwC and I couldn't leave until I got my CPA and all those things but the whole time I had an inclination that I just Mm -hmm. wasn't home so yeah. the word home is loaded. It's super loaded. Like, what is home? And that's a great yeah, question home? for a journey like this. What is home? Yeah. Who makes you feel at home? Yeah. And that's something that I'll yeah. continue to explore, continuously explore. But I think I've always known that home is out there somewhere for me. And I'll have multiple homes. Like, for example, being mm-hmm. in Bali, I have that sense of home, which is a sense that I did not mm-hmm. have in Toronto. So it's, yeah, it's mm-hmm. interesting. I think it's fascinating. And I think that's why people continuously travel. <laughs> to kind of find that sense. The other question is, so your your friends and your family in Toronto, you probably now have friends all over the place, right? But do you even like want to keep up with people? Do you feel mm. like, well, you know, I should, it's an obligation. Yeah. Not that you want to lose touch with people, but do you, do you have that pull? Like, yeah. oh, I really want to keep in touch with everybody. Well, everybody's hard, definitely. And, you know, as you yeah. get older, you definitely lose touch with some people. Your paths just go in different ways. And that's just a natural yeah. part of life. But there's definitely core people that I will always stay in touch with. And I actually had this thought recently that those, that, like, that inner circle of friends 
with those people, I feel at home. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a now, very are they, do they feeling. know one another or are they um, like some do, some do or or know of each other. Um yeah. but yeah, I think I've definitely as I've gotten older, I the connections I make are very unique. And since I ex- mm. I live many lives in a way, my friends come from yeah. all areas. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people can relate to that, yeah. especially as you get older, older and kind of travel through life in, in general. You know, you pick up different friends from different places and they don't always, you know, yeah. know one another or cross over. Sometimes I have to think like, you know, especially I've made really good friends in, in the jobs that I was in. It's something that I miss a lot mm. uh, from the corporate world because I did always make such great friends and we were able to kind of find that bond within work, which is weird. But, you know, sometimes I kind of almost want to write down like all the different people that I know from all these different things and like bring them together, you know, and yeah. then I think to myself, oh no, <laughs> she wouldn't like her. She, <laughs> yeah, you know, but uh, I, yeah. I, I think that's absolutely wonderful. So Yuri, we could go on and on. I, I, I truly believe about many different things, but I just want to give you the opportunity to, you know, say and kind of memorialize how you are feeling right now as we close 2023, as you come to the end of your fourth month, one third of the way through, you know, what do you kind of want to say and put out there? The thing that comes up to me or that comes to mind is a quote that I actually pulled up halfway through this episode recording because it just came to me and I feel like I have to say it. It is a quote that was said by Jules, who's one of our amazing, used to be a city manager in Valencia, uh, who works in remote ear. And he shared this quote with us and it was very profound and I would love to share it on the podcast. So. This quote says, to paraphrase something I read a long time ago, okay, once you start traveling, you can never go home. Your heart will always stay with the people you meet in the places you've been. You will forever be searching to put your heart back together, but you can't because little pieces are everywhere. Such is the burden of traveling and there is no greater burden in the world. Oh, I love that. I know. And I can just relate to that in so many ways. I definitely feel like my heart has been just split into a million pieces and they all live in various people, various cafes, corners, or strangers have shown me kindness. And I realized how much life I've lived in 2022. It's definitely Mm. been my fullest year yet. Mm. I turned 30 this year, so it's been (laughs) a, a big one. It was a big one. Yeah. And I definitely went for it this year. You know, going to Bali was a big risk. Doing this journey has been a 12-month commitment and a big risk and other risks I took as well. But there's been so much that I've gotten out of it. And it just reminds me that there's so much life out there, but you really have to go for it. And the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. So I'm just so grateful for all that I've experienced. Well, I am so grateful for you getting to know you over, I don't know, it feels like a a long time. I know it hasn't 
been a, a, a you know a long long time, but I I feel like our relationship is so wonderful and deep, right? Yeah. We, I think you and I, like from the minute that we talked, we yeah. went right, we went right deep. We went right deep. <laughs> like, that's how yeah. we like it. That's how we like it. You know? Yeah, exactly. No, it's so good. So I just wish you it continued beautiful experiences, joy, safety, and I know that you will find love. It, when you were talking before about finding love, you know, I think that what comes first is self-love. Yeah. And then and maybe love with, with someone else. Mm. Um, so I think that you are squarely in the self-love place. So I think, you know, the, the chapters that are coming up, <laughs> maybe they'll be romantic and steamy. Yeah. Steamy. Yeah. Steamy chapters. We like it. Come on. We like it. Let's you got to come back with, for some steamy chapters. Ooh, I like that. I want to call that into for 2023 it. steamy chapters. I love it. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, Yuri, thank you so much and happy 2023. Thank and uh, it's just been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much, Adrian. I always appreciate your time and uh, being on this podcast again. And I can't wait to chat with you again. Best wishes for 2023. Yay! The She Leads Podcast Network.